bitch. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. Bitch, the Chicago. Go do the whole thing. Go on. I can't. It's predator time, baby. It's predator time, baby. Hello, everyone. What is up? It is me, Ewan, and this is an extra special episode of the Wheel of Dad Movies podcast. Podcast? Podcast? Because uh, we're here today to talk about one of my favourite films of all time, and in my eyes, the the greatest dad movie of all time, and I don't say that lightly. Um, I did not think we'd get to this one as soon as we did, but given that it's Predator's 35th anniversary, why the hell not? Why the hell not? So, yeah, we're we're here today to talk about Predator, here to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger, and to continue what is becoming McTiernan month, question mark? Yeah, also, hello, it's me again. Yeah. Thanks for not introducing me. You have Cleary for one week, and yeah. already I'm look, to the side. Look, I'm just, I'm so excited to talk about Predator. That's the only thing that matters. <laughs> well, looks like I want to be doing a Patreon shout-out oh, at no. the end of this episode. Please, please, <laughs> more on the Patreon later, but yeah. Um, we watched Predator, we, we re-watched Predator mm-hmm. on Friday um, to do this, was going to record it on Saturday, then I was a bit tired in the evening. Was going to record it on Sunday, then we were both a bit tired in the and evening the, and the neighbours were deciding to... Renovate their entire house for the seventh consecutive month yeah, at I won- nine o'clock at night. I wonder if it was revenge for the bit where Mac is going to town with the big minigun mm. screaming on Friday. That that might be it yes. in retrospect. But yeah, we're here now, we're doing it now, that's what matters. Um, And yeah... Uh, I'm very excited to talk about how much I love this movie, how much I love Arnold Schwarzenegger as both, like, I think he's just the ultimate performer, I think he's a brilliant actor, um, by all accounts, you know, a really sound person, and just an amazing athlete and talent and state and, and, and screen presence, and yeah, I I love this movie. To me, this, this epitomises everything that's great about Arnie, um, and... Yeah, no. What, what what do you think of Predator? Uh, it, it's a it's a solid dad movie. I I, I almost hesitate to, to to call it a dad movie because I feel like it is elevated in some way. Not to say that all dad <laughs> movies have to be like okay or bad, um, but I th- Predator is almost a movie that shouldn't exist. In yeah. that, like the the concept we talked about this when we watched it is so twilight zone s star trekky <laughs> it feels like a pulpy war comic crossed over with like an ec horror comic or whatever yeah it, it it's just this it really subverts all expectations it's this you know action military movie that suddenly becomes a suspense thriller horror um, <laughs> starring arnold schwarzenegger like it, it's it's a, a movie that really defies expectation and i feel like you know, I felt this when I first watched it years ago. I feel like if you only know The Predator as this horror movie icon, you know, maybe akin more to the appearances from the Alien vs. Predator movies, um, going into The Predator movie, the, the original movie that, that we watched, it is not what you expect at all. You just presume, you just have this, at least I did, this presumption that it's kind of going to be the sci-fi horror movie. Um, and... It is, but in a, an unexpectedly clever way. And I, I, feel, I don't want to talk down to the writers when I say mm-hmm. it almost feels like the plot shouldn't be as clever as it is because it still does have its dumb little, <laughs> little yeah. goofy moments. But 
it, it, it just works on so many levels in terms of its commentary, but also just as a succinct, engaging thriller throughout. Yeah, totally. And it is like, like you say, that the first like half an hour of this movie um, is basically like a Sergeant Rock comic. And I'm going to talk about Sergeant Rock a little bit here, not just because I've been rereading a bunch of Sergeant Rock recently, but also because it's relevant to the story here. And, you know, um, Shane Black's character, he's in this movie. For the longest time, I thought he he wrote this, but he didn't. Apparently he did some like touch-ups on the script or whatever um his character the nerd on the team you know he, he handles all the tech stuff you know he's reading a sergeant rock comic in the end credits he kind of holds it up as well arnold schwarzenegger for a period of time was rumored to be in the running for the role of sergeant rock in a dc movie that was going to come out in you know the late 80s that never came to fruition and it is essentially like a classic sergeant rock or sergeant fury as howling commandos if, if you prefer marvel set up, but with horror. And the first half an hour is literally like, and I can't call it generic. I mean, maybe it is kind of generic, but it's deliberately like you have this entire cast of cartoon archetypes led by the ultimate cartoon in Schwarzenegger. Um, you have obviously Carl Weathers back after, you know, doing four Rocky movies. Um, there's like the CIA spook who used to be friends with Dutch, you know, um, he's been have, pushing too many pencils. He's been pushing too many pencils. You have uh, Jesse Ventura as this absolute yoked mountain man who carries around a minigun into combat. Time, who just does not have the time to no bleed. No time to bleed whatsoever. You've got Poncho. You've got um, Billy, who's like the Native American scout slash tracker. And then you have who I kind of think is the unsung hero of this movie, and that's Bill Duke as Mac. Uh, and... Yeah, they're all kind of like, if anyone has read Sergeant Rock, you kind of know what I mean in terms of like, every character has their kind of like cliche military archetype here. Um, but that doesn't, that doesn't undermine the emotional core of their, of their relationships. You know, it would be so easy to reduce this movie to muscle men going to jump, going to jungle and get fucked when it's a lot more than that. And the thing that I was most impressed by rewatching this for like the umpteenth time on Friday was how solid the emotional core of this movie is, particularly in the friendship between um, Mac and uh, Blaine. Um, and also just, you know, you get the sense that, that that Dutch really cares for his men and he does not take kindly to, to the revelation that, you know, uh, well, 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 we'll get into a little synopsis shortly, but, you know, he, he doesn't take kindly to the betrayal that he's ultimately dealt. Oh, is this my cue to read out the yes. letter? Yes. Yeah. See, we didn't do this last week when I was when I wasn't here, but so, <laughs> you know, I've got to go back with the letterbox synopsis. So, soon the hunt will begin. Dutch and his group of commandos are hired by the CIA to rescue downed airmen from gorillas in a Central American jungle. Note the in a mission in a I'm not Mission Impossible. I'm still thinking of Tom Cruise in a Top Gun Maverick way. Yes. An unspecified South, you know, Central American location. Um, so the mission goes well, but as they return, they find something's hunting them. Nearly invisible, it blends with the forest, taking trophies from the bodies of its victims as it goes along. Seeing through its eyes, the audience sees it as an intelligent alien hunter hunting them for sport, killing them off one at a time. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's just such an amazing premise. And um, the, the the fellas who wrote this, they were brothers. They would probably have it on, um, on, on, the, on the actual bit there. But it, the, the script received some rewrites from the fella who wrote Blade Runner. And also Unforgiven, which are obviously two amazing movies. And the other thing that I learned kind of going into the research for this movie is that the idea was initially just to have Schwarzenegger fend off against this alien. You know, it went through a bunch of, you know, redrafts. It came through to Joel Silver's door. And then when it made its way to Arnie, he was the guy who was like, no, I think this should be an ensemble cast. I think I think what we need here is we it can't just be me facing off against this alien 
for, you know, two hours, because that'll get quite repetitive. Um, it'll basically be like Kirk versus the corn, um, but with flashier effects. And so it was his idea to, to, to get the ensemble in, and it's just an amazingly well put together cast. And I, 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 lo- I, I think everyone in here is so memorable, and I don't think the film would have worked as well had it not been the presence of, of those other actors. Yeah, I, I I can't believe Arnie does a really good Scouse accent for one. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I I would argue in in a in a way it's one of Schwarzenegger's better performances in a in a movie. You know, say what you want about his career from the nineties, doing a bit more goofy, child friendly stuff. But bring your toy back to the carpet. Yeah, yeah, very much. And there still are moments like that within. Commander, Stick around in that first half knock, hour. Knock knock. And it almost feels like they do that to kind of build you into this false sense of security yeah. by by kind of using the Schwarzenegger isms if you if you will by including those in that kind of opening like you've seen commando you've seen him telling bennett to let off some steam yeah and and after that point when they start getting hunted he doesn't do any of that he takes it considering how wild the the plot is one could argue he takes it very seriously and you know the the emotion as you said i feel like without that without that camaraderie that this this and the chemistry this cast has together it would have been a very boring two-hour movie if it's just Arnie versus the the Predator, which in itself, the, the casting of Arnie in this role, I feel, is very deliberate because it's this idea of, like, who at this time... The was physical the peak, Adonis. Was, ...was the peak of what human capabilities in, in the media and what would an alien hunter who hunts for sport and wants to get the best kills possible, what would he look for? He'd look for a, an Arnie type. Yeah. So it's very deliberate, his casting, but he, he does it, he plays it in such a way that when you get to that last third, when he's finally facing this seven foot two motherfucker mm. one to one you really feel the weight behind it and Arnie gets his ass handed to him yeah. it's really refreshing to see that and that's the other thing as well so this was John McTiernan's first studio movie and people always point towards Die Hard as being the movie that kind of like um you know it it, it made the everyman action hero a commonality you know you have Bruce Willis who is not the most jacked guy ever and he spends most of Die Hard getting his ass kicked. You know, he really, he's really scraps throughout that movie, you know, to take down Hans Gruber and his men. Um, and what you, I feel that that kind of overlooks a little bit of what we get with Predator, which comes out a year earlier. And you have Arnie, who is still physically just incredible. I think he's like 40 when this movie comes out. And his yeah. physique is just ridiculous. That, that opening, that, that shot oh my with God. him and Carl Weathers, the infamous holding the, the, the hands and kind of a, a, a wrestle thing. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, it's it's Insane. It, it's ridiculous. Like I watched I watched this movie and I watched the Rocky movies and I'm never more overcome with the urge to to get a mustache back out again and to do, <laughs> to do exercise. It's just so compelling. But yeah, no, he he just totally sells it throughout this movie. There is a sincerity there that you get with Schwarzenegger that you know I've watched a lot of Arnie movies and like there have definitely been ones where I feel like, you know, maybe his heart hasn't really been in it, but that's usually down to the material itself. Whenever he gets something good to work with, he fully commits to the bit, whether it's Predator, whether it's Terminator, Last Action Hero, even Red Heat when he commits to the bit of being like this this Soviet, you know, police officer. He's he's always sincere and that, that's what I always really like about him and yeah, no, Predator... It, 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 I feel like it is probably my favourite performance of his. Yeah, it's it's a great time. And I, as you said before, you mentioned um, Bill Duke, uh, yes. who plays Mac. I think he, you know, I 
from great guy. Not that I look at online predator predator you know dialogue or anything, but I feel like his performance in in this as Mac is just. <sighs> I need so... to give a quote. Oh, go on. Yes. You give up a whip position away one more time, I'll bleed you. Nice and quiet. I love that line so much. He's great. He works off all the other cast members really well. He goes a little stir crazy after his best bud dies Mm -hmm. um, and goes all out. And it's a really underrated performance in the movie. I get everyone, I think, does really well, but he in particular stands out, I I feel. Talking about the Predator himself, um, he is played by Kevin Peter Hall in this movie, who is an amazing seven foot two. Yes. Which is pretty imposing going going up next to Arnie. Not as exciting as the fact that our hairdresser (laughs) knows Ian White seven foot one man who played the predator in the alien versus predator movies and we may be able to get yeah, him on the pod. yeah this, 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 this might be a thing that happens uh, i'm gonna have to ask john again but i i never watched alien versus predator with my dad so i don't know if that gets dad movie status maybe it does for some other listeners out there and you know maybe we'll do it on a patreon poll and people can vote for it and i can try and i can try and wrangle ian white onto the podcast with john maybe maybe, maybe with our hairdresser maybe, maybe maybe we get john on as well um but yeah no the, the one thing we have to talk about here with the casting of the predator is the other the, the other trivia factoid and that was that uh jcvd J- himself john claude van damme was in the running to play the predator because they wanted like a ninja style kind of movement to the character um but you know if you're jean-claude van damme in 87 you know you're at the peak of, of sexiness at that point and you don't want to be slaving away in that predator in suit. suit no um so it was not for him he he basically you know departed from the role and we get this massively physically imposing uh predator alien instead and the other interesting thing that that you pointed out when we rewatched this is how seem because obviously you know, watching this now, you've got to bear in mind the alien crossoverness of it all. So you're looking at the Predator and you're like, oh, how seamless that character fits in with, with the, the kind of... The aesthetic matches very nicely the, the, to... The Geigerisms to Geigers, yeah. of, of what you get in Alien. And I only, again, found out the other day while researching for this stuff that um, Jim Cameron actually looked at the sketches for the Predator Alien um, when they did this. And obviously in 1990, you then get Predator 2, which has the whole alien crossover element to it as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's just that uh, I, I love this movie to death. And the, the other thing that I want to talk about as well is because he only has a tiny, teeny, tiny little role in this is Shane Black. Mm-hmm. Little old Shane Black, who who I adore. Uh, and he's in this movie for the grand total of, of you know, he, he has the least screen time out of any of the yes. squad mates. You know, spoiler alert, he's the first to get got. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the little dorky radio technician guy. But yeah, apparently he did a little bit of, a little bit of, of tweaks to the, tweaking to the script. And it definitely <laughs> shines through with all the, the cavernous pussy jokes that he gets out there in this movie. There is a lot, yes. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I enjoy just all the individual parts of the ensemble cast. I think Jesse Ventura's a great time as Blaine, just hamming it up. Um, and yeah, like we like we said earlier on, they just really sell that that sense of camaraderie and togetherness. And um, they wonder. I, I wonder if maybe the filming conditions added to that because they were filming all this in Mexico. Um, half of them got diarrhea. It was like boiling hot in the, refused, during the day. People refused to eat at the hotel they were staying. Yeah, and then and then made them more ill. Carl Weathers was sneaking out for like cheeky like exercise like in the morning so other people wouldn't see <laughs> how, how he was trying to maintain his physique and stuff. But you know, it is it, it is a proper labor of love. The movie itself and like it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm a big fan. I think part of what makes it so successful is that, and the reason why I almost hesitate to call it 
sci-fi horror is because the Predator itself is very grounded in its approach. You know, you see with the, the infamous kind of heat vision mm-hmm. tool that they use, um, they mim- they can only talk by mimicking other people. Over oh, here. Oh, 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 oh. oh, no, you got it. <laughs> go on, do, the, do it. Commit to the bit. Oh, 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 oh. There so we go. More Jabba the Hutt. It's like a shortle, isn't it? Yeah, it's a shortle <laughs> like that. Um, and, you know, the design, you know, mm. he's got like the dreads and the claws and like the, the, the scales and, and the, stuff. The he's very netting. reptilian. Yeah. Um, and the, the actual like facial kind of makeup animatronic they use still holds up. It looks incredible. Oh, it looks brilliant. Um, but with, with that, you know, it's kind of a more realistic, grungy kind of look. He never kills anyone like with his claws or his his teeth or anything. It's always with with, the these, with these guns and and you know the little sharp ninja esque frisbee yes. thing he shoots out. Um, and the amount of t- you know the opening shot of the movie is the spaceship kind of landing on it or like the pod coming out yeah. of the spaceship. <laughs> the and- Predator bus. Hey, <laughs> this is my stop, boys. <laughs> my stop, lads. Let's go. Uh, Thanking the Predator you- bus driver before I leave. <laughs> see you in two weeks, and I bring back my twenty skulls, mate. <laughs> um, but you see that at the very start, and then you almost forget about the yeah. sci-fi aspect for a good like twenty minutes, and then you see like the the heat vision, and you're like, oh, something's tracking them. And you know you find all this freaky stuff, like they find like another gorilla unit that was um, or the, the, gr- the green hired, berets who have been out. flayed you're, and you're fully yeah. just let you know out like a like a rabbit above like a, yeah, a, a medieval <laughs> medieval bonfire. Mm. Um, and the fact that he, that he's so one to one and so physical, and so that's why the last kind of half hour is so great because Arnie is literally kind of testing him one on one, and he even throws away his weapon. And he's like, "All right, mate, let's throw down." Because he, he sees Cause he that loves he's a, the sport. Because yeah, he he lives he lives for the the vibe of it all. He's he's a, he's a, he, he lives for the thrill, and I, I I love that bit where it's just kind of like, okay. You've you've passed me. I see me. you. I see you. You've passed yeah. me a few times, Mister Schwarzenegger. Come on. Uh, Fisticuffs. And ultimately, he's taken out by a big log. He does get a big Wally Coyote-style <laughs> Acme-branded log to the noggin in this, and it is wonderful. <laughs> and he's still petty about it, because he blows himself up. He does. He, he basically is like, well, I'm going to take my football home now, and in this case, the football is a metaphor for the actual nuclear weapon yes. that he has on his person. Um yeah, that that finale is wonderful, and learning that, that that Schwarzenegger was covered in mud for like three weeks when they filmed that, and the commitment and dedication. He got married during this mm-hmm. honeymoon for three days. <laughs> Sorry, hun, I'm gonna go back and fight the seven foot two man. <laughs> um, yeah, that final confrontation is brilliant, and it, it it cuts again. It cuts back to the idea for me of like Kirk versus the Goron, where he's got to use he's got to use this giant styrofoam rock <laughs> to beat to beat lizard man whereas in this case you know he's fashioning his own bows he's doing the whole rambo thing of you know attaching grenades to his arrows and you know trying to trying to deal with the predator that way um and yeah no it, the action is just so compelling given that the only conventional action you have in this movie is the you know the the, the opening firefight where you have you know the the mercenaries doing their thing you've got Just arnie absolutely decimating this yes. group of yeah. gorillas which again i feel is very deliberate yeah because that leads you into this sense of security of like oh these guys know what they're doing and then just get just yes. fucked because 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 <laughs> basically the next 45 minutes of the film is them firing blindly into the forest mm-hmm. um and and slowly but surely discovering that you know they are they are going to die um and we have that great moment as well with billy where he like 
solo as the predator. And like, I love. That. I like to think that he went. Yeah, out, he got a few like. I, I need to think that he must have gotten a few little cheeky stabs in because the idea of him doing that whole thing, you know, buying time, going after him at the end, staying on the log, buying buying Dutch some time to get out. You got. You just. You just got to hope that he got a few licks in. Yeah, and you know, he is a, a stereotypical yes. Native American character, and, and especially in one war of the, films. One of the better ones, I'd like to think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel you know he's oh he's the best tracker, and they're like oh you know what Billy's nose is like he can smell anything out. Yeah, but there is kind of this he he's the performance by uh, it's Sunny Sunny yeah, yeah. Um, is just really good, and there's a great line as you say where they're like looking into the jungle and they're like Billy, what do you make of this? And he just goes, we're all gonna die. And yeah. just walks off, yeah. and you're like, oh, oh, oh yeah. no, yeah, no. It's just it again, like you know, a lot of this we've talked about the subversion of expectations here quite a bit, but that 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 whole thing that sells you on it, you know, these these men are the best of the best of the best with honors <laughs> to quote Men in Black, um, and 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 they basically get torn apart for for most of the movie, um, and again, a lot of a lot of the the creepiest bits of this film is when it's at its quietest mm. and they're trying to make it back but all they hear are the sounds of the jungle um and you know even after they they, they mildly wound the predator after firing off what must be like three thousand rounds into the jungle canopy and you know as the viewer that the predator is like you know he, he's healing himself you he's see got his him, little first aid he, you, know, you see him suit um, suturing himself yeah. and stuff and stapling himself um, but, but that's also what makes him more more of a tangible threat because yeah. when in action movies or sci-fi movies do you see the alien like patching themselves up mm-hmm. and that kind of brings that human element to the humanoidistic to, to him, element to it he's yeah. like oh like he like if he bleeds we can kill it mm-hmm. <laughs> as the as the infamous saying goes and the wonderful song goes oh yeah the musical i've forgotten i've forgotten the youtube channel that did this they did a bunch of like musicals that are on youtube and a few arnie ones and more of them is is one of them is the Batman and Robin one, where it's like, Batman, you son of a bitch. And then the, the Predator one, where it's like, if it bleeds, we can kill it. And yeah, I, I've completely forgotten the YouTube channel for that. But formative YouTube experience, like, ten years ago for me, along with Golden Tusk, if anyone else remembers who Golden Tusk was, um, he'd like... Is it Lego Lambs? Lego Lambs, that that's, the, that's the person. Yeah, yeah. Lego Lambs. Shout out Sh- to Lego Lambs. Shout out to Lego Lambs. <laughs> But yeah, and the theme as well by Alan Silvestri. Oh, give, give us another one, yeah. I'd love it. I love it so much. I, this movie is a five-star banger of a movie. John McTurnan only makes bangers, TM. That is that is my authoritative take um, on, that, on that filmmaker. I've yet to see a movie that I've been disappointed by. And even the, the, the 13th Warrior, where which I watched last year, I said this the other week when I watched it, I was just kind of like, I can tell that some some other guy, some other guys had his hands all over this movie, so it didn't really feel like a McTurner movie, but every other one that I've watched, you know, I I love Die Hard, I love Die Hard with a Vengeance, I love, you know, Red October, I love Predator. Um, I just think he's a great filmmaker, and and this was, what a way to announce yourself um, on the studio scene with this, you know, and, and, and the people they had involved, and yeah, no, it's it's just great. And like, even, like, yeah, can I query you? What about this movie to you makes it a dad movie? 
Well, it's because I was I was introduced to this movie by my dad, and it was kind of like the thing that I always try and say is like formative for me in terms of my movie my movie experience and evolution growing up. Is when I was young, I was shown a lot of movies, but they were all kind of well, not not kiddie. I was I was shown a few mature things. I think like Jaws when I was like ten was one that really woke me up, and then I saw Psycho when I was eleven as well. Because but those are like both parents type thing. My mum was very much into those movies too. Um, and we watched all sorts, like, you know, growing up. Um, but when I was, like, 13, 14, and I was going to the cinema by my, well, with, with friends quite regularly, um, my dad was just, like, we just used to stay up late on a Friday night and just watch movies, and it would, most of the time it would be whatever was on film four. So for, like, a four, five-year period from, like, 13 to 18, 19, I was just being shown everything. And Predator was one that, that came up, the most often, along with um, Lethal Weapon 2. So I have such fond memories of these movies. Um, And especially for Predator for me, because it was like, even though it's not a conventional horror movie, it was one of the horror movies that I was first allowed to watch. You know, like, it was like, oh, Arnie's in this? I'm so confused. Because again, like, you're totally right. When I I first heard about the Predator, my experience of it secondhand was of those trailers. Because you got to... I'm I'm about to age people significantly by saying this. But I was only six when no no i was eight when aliens versus predator came out in the two, first one yeah in 2004 yes. and then i was what nine because the, the next one came out the next Pretty year quickly, didn't it yeah. yeah so my experience of the predator and the aliens at this point was looking at the uh, horror movie sections in blockbuster and going seen these scary covers yeah scary oh the alien eggs out to get me yeah or like watching or you know hearing other kids on the playground who <laughs> I'd watch these movies, you know, being like, oh, and this guy gets his head, like, chopped off. And the then... pregnant lady gets implanted yeah. in the egg and she gets fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, basically. So my, my entire perception of this was just like, oh, scary. Scary. I scary had no before. idea that it had, like, cult value, that it was a prestige action movie, um, that, you know, it was, it was, it was, it had all this going for it. And I, I remember watching it and it's just one of those movies that rocked my shit and changed my, it, it, it opened up another avenue for me to really appreciate, um, particularly, you know, action movies. Cause I, I watched so much with my dad at that time. And then I remember like, we watched so much during that. It was like an education. It was literally like every Friday. Uh, and then like when the Expendables, the first one came out in 2010, that was like, because it was a 15 in the UK and you got you got to know Americans and the 15 it's not like an R or a PG-13 where your parents can be like ah, I'm taking them in anyway it's a hard 15 if you're a 14 you cannot go to see a 15 movie but you know what we, I, I got snuck in yeah you got snuck in a few got, times I got snuck in with dad and, and we watched The Expendables and that was like that was just so much fun I, I will I will definitely do The Expendables movies at some point on here because um they're just they're an homage to dad movie like action 80s cheese and predator even though it it does have some cheese to it it's all intentional cheese and it's all offset by its genius premise you know its flawless execution and just how you know its sincere approach to the idea and this this is the thing this is a running theme of all these episodes is that all the movies that i love the most there's not a, a you know a sly wink and a nod. Even though this movie plays on tropes with the action genre, it's never in a snarky way. It's fully sincere. It commits the bit from from the first second, and and that's why I love it so much. Yeah, and even when there are bits that are 
<laughs> more humorous now. It is almost shot in a way where it is just it's meant to be so so serious. And you're like, oh god, this person got got messed up. Like <laughs> Carl Carl Weathers' death. Bless oh him. my his poor arm guy! Get, his arm gets shot off, and then his arm is on the floor, still holding a machine gun, and it's still firing. Yeah, and then it's he still excellent. has the time to try and get off a few more shots to get yeah. to get the predator. You know, because like, because <laughs> if when you're an elite military unit, you do win, do dual wield, wield. <laughs> some machine guns in the jungle or whatever. But um, that's just me being pedantic. Um, but yeah, no, Car- Carl Weathers is great in this, and. I'm looking forward to showing you the Rocky sequels because I made. Yes, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed. The I, first inter- one. I introduced you to Rocky last time. year, and, and you ha- we haven't gotten to the next ones yet. But you aren't prepared for how wild. <laughs> I, I, so I've been told. Controversially, uh, my dad's favorite Rocky movie is Rocky Two. That's just wrong. Which is a very odd pick. Rocky Two is the most boring Rocky movie. Well, that explains perfectly because my dad is also very boring. <laughs> Bless him. Um, <laughs> I think the, one of the I think we've already said you know how it subverts expectations and stuff. And I mentioned earlier how it all this not to downplay uh, Jim and John were the names of the brothers who were oh yes <laughs> wrote yeah the yeah. Um, it, it, I don't know if it's in, deliberate or not, but part of the reason why I enjoy it so much it, it almost feels like an accidental critique on like military industrial complex. You know, you've got like you know the CIA hiring this this separate group of mercenaries to do their dirty work in this in south in like South America. Yeah. Um, and then you get this other uh, alien uh, comes in and uses weapons, never its own claws or teeth or anything, to absolutely massacre this group of, of elite killers. And I feel like it is, it, it's very, on, I feel like it's accidentally on, on, on the nose. And I don't know if they intended that, but I kind but, of well, enjoy no, they, that part They, they deliberately set it in South America because during this decade, the United States was waging a campaign of terror against everyone in Latin America and propping up violent dictatorships all over the place. So that whole line you get at the beginning where Dutch is clarifying his unit's position of we're a, we're a we're rescue a rescue team. team. You know, we're not we're not doing um We're not mercenaries. We're not doing wet work. We're not doing, you know, off the books assassinations, we're not propping up dictatorships. And of course what, you know, Dylan is doing is he's trying to get this unit in there to take down a group of guerrillas that are, you know, ostensible that that are being backed in this movie by some Soviet military advisors. You know, there, there never was any kind of hostages or whatever. There was just a, a missing unit and that in itself is, you know, it's um, it's good. There, there is some salience to the story here. I, I totally agree. And it adds to the plot because they can't get picked up by the helicopter because they need to be outside the border. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's the other thing. They basically get something to done. There's that whole idea of them being expendable as well, and you know, that's that's yeah. No, I I think it's 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 just it's a great movie because at the same time, you know, it it basically establishes and launches into the, the, the idea that these, these men are invincible before picking them apart in the worst way ever. Uh, and none of them deserve it. <laughs> you know, they're all, they're all, they're all innocent men except Dylan who, you know, basically lures them into this situation. And, you know, he kind of redeems himself slightly at the end, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, no, I just, I love this movie and I'm, I'm glad I, I get to talk about it. <laughs> so I I am actually kind of curious to watch the Predator, the, the Predators, the, there's, the there's Adrian, which, right. Adrian Brody. Oh, Predators, yeah, Predators. Yeah. I'm quite interested now because I feel like that, the plot of that movie after we watched the trailer for the other day is adjacently smart. 
in, in the way it approaches this idea. You know, in, in Predators, it's where... I almost think it's a weird... Predators? Welcome to Predators. Yeah. Well, you can tour the Predator <laughs> homeworld. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's basically it. Where they, they deliberately... Uh, teleport a bunch of like the Earth's greatest mercenaries, mercenaries and serial, serial killers, killers and, assassins, and all and, and you know all these people like a member of the Yakuza, I believe yeah, as well. Yeah. They bring them all to the Predator homeworld to hunt them there. And I'm kind of curious because I feel like that in, it, it's, it mirrors the the plot of the original Predator quite quite nicely. Well, it's it's basically flipping it on its head, isn't it? Mm. Because you know what happens in this movie is that at the end of it. The only reason Arnie survives is because he's familiar with the terrain. He uses Earth's own environment to his advantage. Mm-hmm. He fashions his own weapons. He uses the mud he uses so the he can't mud get to, trapped yeah. by the heat. Exactly. So he's using all this to his advantage. So even though they are completely, you know, the odds are stacked against them. And this is basically, you know, he's turned Earth into his own private reservation to hunt the most dangerous game of all man um at the same time there are there are certain things working in their favor you know it's it's their home turf whereas in predators you know they're completely on their own and i'm looking forward to going through um predator 2 with you as well because it's it's a danny glover <laughs> classic gary boozy is like chewing so much scenery is it in, is set in la yes it's yeah. set in la it's set in a slightly more like a slightly dystopian la in 1997 um and it's not it's not a good movie uh it's a fun movie it's not a good movie uh, and i didn't like predators um when i watched it the first time bear in mind that the last time i watched it would have been when it you know just after it came out in cinemas um so i have no strong feelings one way or the other about that and i still haven't watched the predator tm um because people said that it was it was a bit stinky but shane black hasn't led me astray so far so i'm gonna give that a, a shot i think i'm gonna give the predator a shot at some point because um there's not been a Predator movie that, like, I've really disliked. Like, they're all fun in their own way. I can just say that Predators, like, I felt that the execution needed to be a little bit better in some areas. But, yeah, that's, yeah. We can be hyped for, for Prey. Yeah, oh, I'm so excited. Oh, we can. Well, on, on well we're not, we can't watch it the right way. It's coming to Disney+. Plus. Oh, um, right. But, yeah, no, the fact that that, the fact that, Predator as a franchise can't get a cinema release is a fucking joke to me. And I, I, I'm really, really fuming about this. Like, in it, it's such a, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a tentpole. You know, it's a tentpole franchise. It was a tentpole franchise for Fox. And I know the Predator itself. I'm fairly certain it didn't perform well um, at the box office. I'm trying to remember. Was, was that pre or post COVID? I can't. Remember. No, it was 2018. 2018. So it was pre. You know, it didn't it didn't perform that well, which is which is a shame, but you gotta look at it. It didn't really have, you know, massive star power attached, you know. I think like it had been what, twelve years since oh no, sorry, eight years since Predators came out. And mm-hmm. um, so you gotta look at it that way and this whole ruthless attitude from Disney where we're gonna basically like, you know, <laughs> Even Alien is now going on the small screen with a TV show. I'm looking forward to a TV show, but I'm sick of all these franchises being reduced to TV shows, whether it's Star Wars or, or Alien. Um, yeah, getting, getting into a bit of a rant here, but, you know, I, I, I love this movie. And anyone at Disney who would watch the original Predator and go, yeah, we're going to stick this really awesome idea for a prequel um, straight to streaming, that, that really annoys me. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it again. Native American characters, so will hopefully mm-hmm. be done in a in a better, slightly better light than uh, Billy is mm-hmm. in, in in this movie. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those dad movies or action movies where it's got a lot more 
substance to it. And I feel like if you didn't know that, and you, your only preconception of the Predator was his act, preconception of Predator was his, was an action horror icon. There's a lot more to this movie, and I, I think I think it it will pleasantly surprise you. And it's con the way it constructs uh, its suspense and kind of builds up to finally revealing the Predator is just, it's just really, it's just so good. It, it's it's very successful at how it does that. It is goofy at times, and it, it is but in the best way. It, it does lead to you into this kind of false sense of security as to where the movie's going, and there are like trophy characters, which is why I can't give it my full but five that, out of five dads. No, 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 no. I'm going to give a full five out of five dads. Um, so I give I give it a four out of five. I rated it a couple of years back, three and a half. Don't know yeah. what I was on thinking that, then. That evidently, hurt me. well, me. you know. Looking I, back through the archives and seeing how you massacred my boy. <laughs> um, so the, you know, it might not be every everyone's thing, and you know, if you're not into if you're not into horror, then you, you know, I'd still say give it a go because the gore isn't too. Well, I say that there's you know what it bodies is? that get fucked you know what it up, is? but it's Jaws of the Jungle. You know what? On that note, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> it's Jaws of the Jungle. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Watch out for that tree. Literally, watch uh, out for that watch tree. Out for that tree. It's yeah. Jaws of the Jungle. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm very proud of myself for coming up with that. Um, but yeah, that was that was Predator. <laughs> One of my favourite movies ever. Definitely a five out of five dad's movie for me because it's just the best and I love everyone in it. I think they're all great. The writing's on point. The actual construction of the action. The effects all hold up spectacularly well. Um, Take a shot every time Ewan says he loves this movie. Yeah, Go do it. Go back and listen, re-listen to the episode. Yeah, do it. It's positive, awesome vibes. <laughs> I love this movie so much. Oh, I've killed someone there now. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll end this talking about the Wheel of Dad movies Patreon which I just set up. Uh, there are three tiers. The first one is popcorn. The second one is the not quite $5 shake because it adds up to about $4, I think. And the last one is the big fat saucy Clemenza special. Now, for the first tier, um, you'll get episodes of We Love Dad Movies early. You can vote to decide future episode topics. I'll be running polls with different options for different things that you can choose from. And movie essays written by yours truly. Oh, how nice. I know. So I'm going to be doing um, essays that are both about, you know, the actual episodes. We'll, we'll have essays to accompany episodes. But also, I'm going to be putting ones up there that I don't necessarily think will will maybe work as an episode itself. So the first thing that I've gotten right now is an essay all about Lee Van Cleef, who is one of my favourite actors of all time. He's my favourite Western figure. He plays my favourite western character in for a few dollars more colonel douglas mortimer and it's all about how he was basically always better as a hero even though people always think of him as a villain i uh, delve into his career pre for a few dollars more talk about his initial struggles in acting being typecast as a villain uh his his basically his, his re-emergence under leone with for a few dollars more then, you know, <laughs> gazumping himself in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly and giving, giving one of the best villain performances ever. And then, you know, plateauing in his career as a hero in a bunch of spaghetti westerns, but mainly focusing on For A Few Dollars More and why that movie is so good. That's all fine and dandy, Ewan, but I just want to shout out at the end of the episode, what tier do I need for that? Ah, you get that in the not quite $5 shake tier. Uh, I want more love. How can I ask you exclusive Q&A questions? <laughs> oh, this is great. You're, you're doing great. You get that in the Clemenza special. Wow, that sounds great. I'm going to go to patreon.com slash wheelofdadmovies. That's patreon.com slash wheelofdadmovies to get all my dad movie goodness. Folks, this is what real love and support looks 
looks like. This right? is why I did yeah. a media degree to help you keep on track. <laughs> it's true. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'd love it if everyone listening could join me on there. Um, throw, throw him a few pennies. Yeah. Throw, throw, throw your boy some pennies. A little tip jar. A little tip jar for the content. Ultimately, this is just for me, all of this at the end of the day. So if other people enjoy it, that's great too. Um, and I would like to share little writing thoughts and do other things. And the idea of building a community on here is also, um, it's, it's nice. It's positive. I want to build a nice little fun, wholesome time to talk about the movies that that we all think of when we think of our dads or just have the dad movie vibe attached to them because I think that's a great example of the power of cinema and the power of film to, you know, basically create such wonderful memories, which is what I have of film in general. So yeah, this has been the Wheel of Dad Movies podcast on Predator. Another lengthy 40-minute episode. <laughs> this is great. We're stretching the limits each time. But <laughs> well, where can they find you if they want even more Oh my god. You? Oh, on the Wheel of Dad Movies Twitter. Twitter.com forward slash Wheel of Dad Movies. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Ewan Ruins Things because I'm not ruining this promo. Absolutely uh, no way. What is being ruined right now is the state of America. Um, so the only thing I will plug is if you want to help support uh, people who may be going through abortion or maybe wanting to have an abortion and are really scared about what's going on right now, the you know getting rid of Roe v. Wade is absolutely abhorrent and I, I think it's disgusting. So if you want to help out, uh, you can go to naf.org or nnaf.org slash give to local funds. That's the National Network of Abortion Funds. Uh, you can select organisations that are close to you locally to donate to, or you can just pick uh, all 80 of them and your money will be sent across all of them. Um, it's really important that people speak up about this. Um, if they're coming for women's rights and reproductive rights now, it won't be long before they go against uh, LGBT rights and general kind of you know civil civil rights in Liberties general. In general yeah. So uh, that is the only thing I have to promote from me. Sorry to end the podcast on a bummer, but uh, no, it's it, you know it, ne- it needs to be said because you know like I I can't we can't sit here and not acknowledge this stuff. Like I was going to launch all this stuff on the Friday and it just was not the right time to do it at all. Um, and I I've already spoken on Twitter about how shit this is, how upsetting it is, and really like my heart goes out to everyone in the u.s right now it sucks it's not right um and and you guys deserve so much better basically um and yeah no i'm hoping for positive and happier times ahead for everyone in the united states but yeah this is um this has been the wheel of dad movies podcast and we will catch you next time bye bye